Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and in this segment, we are going to be discussing the upcoming full moon and lunar eclipse that will take place on May 26th, 2021. And before we get started, I do want to remind you all that I launched a new program. It's the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program that is intended to help you design a life that feels meaningful, that feels authentic, and that feels in alignment. So the purpose of the program is to help you learn more about your physical constitution, your Ayurvedic birth chart, your typology, your karma, and how to utilize that information to your advantage to, again, design a life that feels in alignment for you. I'm so excited about it. I've been waiting for this. So super, super excited. I've been on discovery calls with people and getting to meet you all and talk with you and learn more about what it is you're wanting to create with your life has just been such a beautiful experience. And I'm looking forward to talking to more people. And that being said, if you do want to learn more about the program, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on offerings, and then the Inner Knowing Vedic Coaching Program, and you can schedule a call to learn more about the program, ask any unanswered questions, and just connect for a little while. So hopping into the full moon forecast. So some things to remember, I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer. I use the Vedic sidereal system of astrology. And if you want to learn more about the difference between Western and Vedic astrology, you can look maybe three segments back. I posted a segment on this pretty recently. Um, of course, there's also a wealth of information on the internet. And I do live in Austin, Texas. So I use the central standard time. And so this full moon is taking place on May 26th, 2021, around 6.38 a.m. Central Standard Time. And according to the Vedic system of astrology, the sun is going to be in the sign of Taurus and the moon is going to be in the sign of Scorpio. So... This is pretty intense energy that we're going to get into. And just a few things to remember, a full moon is when the moon and the sun are completely opposing one another. So the moon is receiving as much light from the sun as it possibly can. And this isn't just a full moon, this is a lunar eclipse. So that means that the moon and the sun are sitting with the karmic nodes. So the sun is going to be with Rahu the moon is going to be with K2. This is pretty significant, again, happening in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio. So let's talk a little bit more about what this can represent. So the sun is authority. It's our inner authority. It is government authority, authority on a larger scale. The sun is Agni. The sun is fire. It represents purification which is why the sun is connected to the soul and so on a personal level you know it's our personal autonomy it's our inner authority it's our ability to lead it's also you know our soul and on a global level the sun is leadership it's going to be like the president it's going to be a general it's going to be government officials the moon represents our mind the moon is more connected to Soma. So Agni burns things up and purifies where Soma nourishes and nurtured 
nurtures, which is more connected to the moon. And the moon, of course, as I mentioned, is also going to be our mind, our emotional capacity. It does have to do with the masses. The moon represents the masses, represents the people. And it also represents, again, our emotional body and how our mind is working, particularly in regards to our emotionality. And so when we're experiencing a lunar eclipse, this is going to impact our emotional body. It's going to impact our ability to feel nurtured, our ability to feel nourished, to feel at ease. That area of our life is getting a little rattled up and it's happening in the sign of Scorpio. And so for those of you who aren't familiar, when the moon is in the sign of Scorpio, it's technically debilitated. Okay, so the moon is debilitated, it's with K2, and it's being eclipsed. So this is a very, very emotional time. It's a very sensitive time. The people around you may be more sensitive. They may be um, a little bit less predictable. People may be wanting to play the victim. We may find that there are people in our lives who don't want to take personal responsibility and choose to blame everyone and everything for the wrongdoings in their life or the mishaps in their lives. So this is something to keep an eye on and to be patient with, but it could also happen in your own life where maybe tough feelings come up, tough events come up, and instead of looking within and taking personal responsibility, we may have the tendency to look outside of ourselves and want to blame our surroundings. And we're going to talk more about this, okay? With the sun and Rahu, I think that this is going to indicate This is going to have to do a lot with leadership, in my opinion. I think that we are going to be seeing leaders act out of emotion. I think we're going to see leaders act impulsively and act from a place of ego because this is what happens when the sun and Rahu come together. It's a very egotistical conjunction. If you have this placement, I know people who have this placement who are humble, okay? This isn't saying that everyone is going to be an egomaniac and it can certainly happen because the sun is our pride too, It is our authority. It's how we feel we can take control. And so when Rahu and the sun join, people can tend to be a little prideful. They can tend to be a little egotistical. So we may see leadership acting from this place. And I think that we've already been seeing a lot of that, honestly, in the past couple of weeks. So as this eclipse approaches, be very mindful of your emotionality. Be very mindful of the people around you. Don't get into power struggles. Don't get into ego trips. Try to set that aside. Try to really be the observer of your own life. If we can observe our emotions without acting on them, that is a superpower. If we can watch our emotions and feel them without feeling the need to say anything in response or do anything in response, that is sincerely a superpower that can really set you free in a lot of amazing ways. I do want to come back to the moon in Scorpio as well, though, because this can bring about, this can bring, you know, the eighth, when we think about the number eight, Scorpio is the eighth sign, there's this connection to the eighth house, which is all about transformation and growth, and digging deep and being penetrating, wanting more information, research, There may be feelings that come up that feel ancient, you know, and honestly, every time we experience a trigger, 
in the present day, 99% of the time, that trigger can be linked back to a historical event, to something that happened in our past that was sensitive and tender. And so now is a profound opportunity to reflect on and meditate on when we are experiencing a trigger, when we're getting hurt, what's the origin of that trigger? What is the first memory we have of that sensation? And this is some inner child work, honestly. It's like the beginning of inner child work. But if you sit with yourself and and let's just say somebody left you out let's say that there's a group activity going on and you feel like you got left out of the group and so it brings up all these feelings of rejection and sadness and being forgotten sit with yourself and try to remember the first time that you can remember feeling that way and that's going to give you so much information into your present day emotions And what you want to do on top of that is really nurture yourself, right? Because like I was saying, the moon is soma. It's nurturing, it's nourishing, and it's being eclipsed, it's being debilitated. So these tough feelings may come up and it's our responsibility to be really gentle and loving with ourselves. So doing that work, if you get triggered around this time, let the feelings arise, try not to act on them, look back to their origin, and then comfort yourself. Tell yourself gentle, loving affirmations that are appropriate for someone young, because again, the origin of those emotions are probably ancient. And so we're not going to need to talk to them like we would with an adult. We're not trying to rationalize them. We're not trying to outsmart them. We're just trying to say, hey, I hear you. I see you. It makes sense that it hurts. Of course it hurts. I see that you're hurting. But I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to betray you. I'm here with you always. I cherish you. That's the way we want to talk to ourselves when those difficult feelings come up. That's what nourishing is. That's what nurturing looks like. And as loving adults, right, everyone listening to this podcast is probably a young adult or an adult. It's our responsibility to talk to ourselves in that way and comfort ourselves in that way so that we can be more functioning and less triggered and living from a space that isn't of reactivity, living from a space that isn't of... um hurt isn't of a wounded nature right we want to learn how to live from a space that's healed or healing because we're never going to be completely healed but we want to live from a space that feels healing so that when those triggers arise we don't blow up at everyone around us instead we turn inward we hear ourselves we validate ourselves we nurture ourselves and by that time we can pretty much operate from a space of being calm and clear and sometimes that looks like conflict resolution sometimes it looks like expressing your feelings to somebody else sometimes it looks like deciding you don't want to engage with that person anymore it's going to be different for everybody but I think that it's it's really important with this with this eclipse and Scorpio to have these tools and to be thinking about ourselves in this way be really loving being really nurturing and the moon is in the nakshatra of Anuradha and this is a very devotional nakshatra very, very devotional. And honestly, you know, the sun and Rahu are in Rohini, which 
is also a nakshatra that represents beauty and love to an extent. And when we think about devotion and love and friendship, that requires someone else most of the time. We think of the other. We think about another person. But what if that other person is ourself? What if we're focusing on cultivating a friendship with ourself? What if we're focusing on devoting our love, devoting our affection, and devoting our time and compassion towards ourselves? Because if we can really do that, and I know this is cliche, but I promise you it's true. If we can truly devote time to ourselves and love and compassion to ourselves, we become overwhelmed with, with nutrients. And then we can begin pouring it out into everyone around us effortlessly. And the way that we engage with everyone else becomes effortless. Most of the time. I mean, you know, there are always those few. <laughs> there are always going to be the few that trigger us and that are difficult to get along with. But um, for the most part, the way we interact with everyone really changes in a significant way. So on that interpersonal level, again, just, just focusing on the devotion and focusing on the friendship. And while I'm on this, while we're talking about this um, and devotion, it could also be devoting time towards your higher purpose, towards your higher meaning. And because the moon is in Scorpio, and this is a sign that has to do with transformation and shedding layers and letting things go, it is a time to get rid of things that are attached to negative energy or negative times. And I think all of us have that, you know, like old t-shirts. There's a t-shirt in the house of somebody who you stopped seeing a long time ago, or there's an object that you have, or there's ticket stubs that you have, or receipts that you have, things that are attached to energy, people, places, things that you don't want around anymore, that you know are holding you back. It's time to get rid of those things. It's time to clear your energy for good. It's like fully shutting the door on things you don't need anymore. This is the first eclipse of 2021. This is really going to set a big tone. And the full moon is a time of releasing and letting go. The moon is as full as it's possibly going to be in this cycle. It's only going to go down. The light will slowly be stripped from the moon. And so whatever we're choosing to let go of and release... The moon is going to be supportive in that. And so I'm saying this because these energetic ties to people, places, things, whatever. This is our moon. This is our mind. This is our emotionality. And Taurus, and we have a lot of energy happening in Taurus right now. This is all about the material things. It's material things that we keep around. So it's a wonderful time to get rid of <laughs> The material things we do not need that have negative connection because these items they hold on to energy and I think that I think that every single one of you knows that it's true some of us may not want to admit it but if we have something in our house that let's just because it's an easy example let's say our ex gave us I don't know some stuffed animal okay we're trying to make this easy so you have a stuffed animal that next gave you when you get rid of that or you remove it from your space your space will feel different and you will feel different and if it's something that you really love and you just really really don't want to get rid of it and you have this item in your mind and you're like oh my god I want to get rid of this bracelet because he gave it to me or they gave it to me uh, but I love it 
then at least take time to use some Palo Santo, use some sage, get rid of the negative energy and work on cutting those energetic ties because this is such a profound time for energy clearing, for creating an environment, particularly a material environment. So like your house, things that you're filling your home with, clearing them of these negative influences and negative energetic ties. And something that was taught to me is that which I have found profoundly helpful, is even when we get rid of things, even when we do a space clearing, there may be some energetic residue of these events, these things. So again, it could be an event, it could be a place, it could be a person, it could be whatever, you know. And we'll have memories of those things and we'll think about them. And something that's super powerful to work with is that when you feel those memories come up and they're unwanted, you know, because there's a time and place for everything, sometimes we're processing. And so we bring things up and we talk about it because we're processing with a therapist or a coach and we're working through stuff. I'm talking about you're moving through your day and a thought comes up that you're not wanting. An amazing strategy is to... As that image comes up, allow it to dissolve. Like watching the image in your head literally dissolve and replacing it with your name. Focusing on your name and something that you love or something that you want to become, something that you want to do. So for example, let's say your name is Stephanie and you want to be an herbalist an image arises of something that you don't want to remember, something you don't want to invest your time in. You watch that thing dissolve. You replace it with your name, Stephanie, and beaming, shining, bright letters and below it, the herbalist, the successful herbalist. So you're training your mind to instead of putting all of this energy and output into this thing that you're trying to get rid of, that you're trying to separate yourself from and forget, you're choosing to redirect your focus towards yourself and towards your dreams. You're taking that devotion, you're taking that love, you're taking that commitment, and you're aiming it at yourself and your life and your dreams and your mission. This has been profoundly helpful for me. I hope that whoever is listening to this, I hope at least one of you (laughs) can be benefited from this as much as me because it truly transformed my life when somebody taught me how to do this. Um, And again, it's such an auspicious time because it's such a devotional experience this eclipse is such a devotional time and touching a little bit more on anurata which is this nakshatra that has so much to do with friendship and partnership and um, commitment and humanity it's also a nakshatra that represents success and it represents excellence and to an extent it it represents perfectionism and of course, it always re- it also represents the sensitivity and the compassion that I was talking about earlier. We're wanting to be sensitive with ourselves. We're wanting to be compassionate with ourselves. But we're also wanting to look at those commitments. And I talked about this on the Saturn Retrograde podcast, but Anurata is ruled by Saturn. And by this time, by the time of the eclipse, Saturn is going to be retrograding. So to me, it's just restating This is a time to review our commitments. It's a time to review what it is that we think success looks like for us, what our dreams are, what we're wanting to do, and invest our time and our love and our care into those things. 
trying not to put too much into the outer world. I think that there are so many ways that we can distract ourselves in life, and a lot of them are really beautiful. You know, I'm not saying to just put yourself in a closet and only focus on yourself. It's just what I'm really trying to encourage is reminding you all, because I know all of you know this already, but I'm wanting to remind you all that everything begins within. How we view the world, how we operate in the world, and how we move through the world, how we experience the world, it is through our direct perception. And how we perceive and interact with the world is going to really change our experience. And so I want you all to be conscious creators of your own lives. And to become a conscious creator of your own life, we have to be willing to take personal responsibility. We have to be willing to commit to what we love. We have to be willing to show ourselves devotion and commitment to, to our experience and wanting to get out of life what we're meant to, you know, not falling short of that, not thinking that we don't deserve it, not thinking that we're not capable. But instead getting very clear on what it is we're wanting to create and experience and truly going for it and standing by ourselves every step of the way. And I was watching, I'll say this and then we'll hop off because I know I'm getting kind of rambly. But I was watching this video today and it was really beautiful. And the speaker was discussing how we can't be afraid of failure or misfortune or being humiliated and we we can't be hung up on success and appreciation and victory essentially and he's saying that these all live within each other and life is going to be a constant flow between these things and when we look at really highly successful people and when I say successful people, I mean by mainstream standards. When we, when we look at people who have achieved levels of success, rather it be spiritual, financial, um, even on a humanitarian way, you know, maybe someone's helped a lot of people. Despite how they label their success, successful people always have pitfalls. You'll never find one successful person in any area that can say that their path was always smooth and harmonious and happy and free of failure, free of pitfalls, free of humiliation. That's part of it. That's part of the journey and that's part of life. And I think that a way that we can navigate that more gracefully is learning how to stand by ourselves and learning how to stay committed to loving ourselves throughout the entire process. And so that's what I'm really encouraging with this eclipse, with this full moon in the sign of Anurata. So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that you all understood me through the tangent. It's a time to turn your focus inwards. It's a time to recommit to what it is that you love, recommit to yourself, and a time to assess your devotion. And I do also want to say that apart from the inner direction that I'm hoping to point you all in. Um, this is a time of karmic relationship stuff, which is why that connection to yourself is more important now than ever. But the sun and Rahu are with the planet Venus. And so many of you may be feeling karmic relationship cycles come to a head. Really important people may be coming into your life. Karmic relationship lessons may be coming up for you. Um, so I do want to put a pin in that and, and take note of it. I do also want to speak to 
the recent global events. And I talked about this on the Jupiter segment, Jupiter and Aquarius, and I talked about this for sure in the K2 and Rahu segment when I was talking about K2 and Scorpio and Rahu and Taurus. Um, I know that on the Rahu and K2 segment, I talked a lot about the bombings and how I saw a lot of that throughout time. And I think that we are starting to see this conflict come up globally. And I do think that this is a turbulent time. And I don't think that this is going to be something that ends in a couple of months. I do think that this is going to be something that a lot of people get involved in. And I think that um, I think that things are really going to start shifting and changing. And I think that the world is going to change in a really significant way. And I think that the most important thing we can focus on is our own ethics and our own virtues and living from a space of dharma, you know, of our duty and choosing to act from a space that feels ethical, that feels virtuous, that feels honest when we're engaging with the people in our lives, when we're engaging with the people around us, and of course, doing our part to uplift and support the people around us. If we have resources, sharing resources, if we have time sharing time to to help as as best as we can. And of course, doing our own inner work to when you know, when we do our own inner work, we change the lives of everyone that we interact with. Because we then become vehicles of change and transformation so we're changing and transforming our own lives and we can act as a more clear mirror for the people around us so we can help them on their own journeys as well so we need to stay committed to ourselves stay committed to our own work and our own transformation and then always choosing to act from a space that is ethical and kind and virtuous as best as possible um and i know i said this quote on the last one but i want to say it again remaining Humble as a blade of grass and sturdy as a tree. This is from the Srimad Bhagavatam, one of my favorite spiritual texts. And because it states, you know, you, you want to be humble and you want to give and you want to serve. And there are times to defend. There are times to defend yourself and there are times to stay steady and stay strong. And so that doesn't mean completely abandon yourself and let everyone else walk all over you. It's actually the opposite. It's becoming so connected and fortified in yourself that you know right away how to approach each situation with grace. All right. So I hope that this is helpful. I know we're approaching the 30 minute mark. I try to keep it below that. But this is our eclipse forecast i hope that you have an idea of how to spend it release let go purge your space get rid of any material things you don't need anymore any material things that have negative energies attached make sure that you stay completely committed to being in love with yourself because you completely deserve it letting yourself stay focused on your goals, your aspirations, and your dreams, creating the life that you want. If you want to schedule a reading with me, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow me on Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast. If you want to learn how this eclipse may impact you personally, I'm going to do those horoscopes on my Patreon page, patreon.com slash astrologynowpodcast. And I think that that's it. I'll talk to you all very soon. My name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. <laughs>